0: ESA Radio 89.7 FM, this is Arts Monday Simpoesi, streaming to you from the Gedigo land of the Eora Nation. My name is Ira, and I am just about to start a call to Tania Lou Smith, a non-based artist who works in performance, photography, and video, exploring feminist and autobiographical concerns from the trite to the weighty. Themes in her practice include the comic anti-hero, domestic labour and care work, drudgery and absurdist humour. In 2014, she completed a Master of Fine Arts at Monash University titled Funny and Feminist, performing the comic anti-hero. Tania Luce Smith's latest work, Moving Freely, will be showing at Draw Space Gallery in Enmore from this Thursday, 6th of July. A video and photographic documentation moving freely shows a female figure urgently running through the landscape, traversing long and endless distances. It may be a surprise to see this work exhibited in the context of contemporary drawing, but it certainly expands the conventional definition of what drawing is and could be. And I look forward to unpacking how movement could be thought of as a form of drawing in conversation with Tania Luce-Smith this morning on Eastside FM. Tania, do we have you on the line?
1: Yes. Good morning, Ira. Thank you so much for having me. Good
0: morning. Where are you calling us this morning from and what surrounds you as you speak to us?
1: Uh, I'm in Chile, Nam, Melbourne. It's about nine degrees. So I'm sitting by my heater, got mm. some nice cushions and things here, comfortable and a nice warm cup of tea.
0: Beautiful. Is cup of tea a morning ritual normally? And what are your mornings usually like? Are you a morning oh. kind of person and night owl or something in between?
1: Uh, I am a night owl. But I have a five-year-old who likes to wake up sometimes between about 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. So <laughs> I'm a night owl um, parading as an early bird at the moment.
0: <laughs> Lovely. And what about uh, in terms of creativity? What time of day or night do you tend to be most inspired
1: Oh, definitely um, sort of night time, but um, I'm getting better at sort of scheduling in creativity. Mm. <laughs> so just um, I have studio time on Thursdays in the middle of the day, so I can sort of spend my week being being in the studio. I am my studio, carrying the ideas around me in my head and then, um, you know, be really focused on my in my actual studio time to 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 put everything down and, and make it happen.
0: Mm. You speak about carrying ideas in your head. Uh, is this your methodology or do you also have a notepad where you can actually put them down and offload them from your head?
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, I use the um, beautiful notes app in my phone and I've learned my lesson the hard way is you just have to put it down. Otherwise, you lose it. Mm. So, um, yeah, wherever I am... You know, I just um, I try and note everything down and I have some, you know, uh, a set of journals and sketchbooks and things that have got um, scribbles from ideas. I've got this one page of ideas from 2015 and I'm just holding on to them <laughs> and I, I think there's sort of about uh, 60 different notes on there and I've sort of managed to strike through about four or five of them so that might be a life's work just um just working on that one page of that sketchbook
0: yeah well yeah it's good that you have that many ideas that's yeah <laughs> oh I didn't say they're good <laughs> there will be at least 10 of them out of 60 oh, right yeah
1: Oh, thanks,
0: (laughs) Yeah, And uh, I have described your work uh, in the introduction as an artist who works in performance, video and photography, and you explore Mm. feminist and autobiographical concerns from the try to the weighty. Is Mm. this how you tend to describe your work uh, to others when you're asked? So what do you do?
1: Yeah, it's, um, I definitely, (laughs) I feel like um, I have a bit of an absurdist approach to life, I think. So I just sort of think sometimes the world makes no sense. So um, I I sort of create these situations or perform these gestures that sort of speak to that. So these kind of ridiculous situations and I'll take a gesture and I'll just play with it and repeat it, repeat it, repeat it until it either empties out of meaning and becomes senseless or um, just to see if it if it sort of says something to us, if it if it um a viewer can kind of relate to it and see it in their own life so um what i've the structure i've been kind of working with lately is yeah performing a gesture across a range of locations um and just to sort of yeah empty it out and see what it says about us
0: mm. And uh, as somebody who is performance artist working with video and photography, it mm. may come as a pr- surprise to have you exhibited at a space that uh, focuses on contemporary drawing. So when you got a call from curator Belinda Yi to exhibit a draw space, what yeah. was your initial reaction to that provocation?
1: I know. It was wild because my the synapses of my brain just started sparking like mm. roaring. <laughs> and that's so rich for an artist when that happens. It is it's so rich. I had to, you know, I just had to jump on it because um yeah, it was really, really interesting. I think um and Belinda mentioned the Richard Long mm-hmm. um work, which is a line made by Walking where Richard Long um in the seventies made this pathway made this line in a um, field that he used to walk across in the mornings to get you know from home to work or or university and so he um, walked across his same path his same line and and carved out a line in the in the grass and then documented it and exhibited it as a performance as the documentation of a performance and um, yeah it just gets you thinking about you know, the human body, us moving through space, leaving marks, leaving lines, you know, even a lifetime, you know, how do we, what marks are we making throughout our lifetime through time and space? Mm. So I just, um, yeah, I just jumped at the chance and thought, I don't have the um, sort of academic or theoretical um, grounding in drawing practice and mark making. I've got a lot of friends who sort of live in that world and that medium a lot more than I do. But, um, yeah, I absolutely just thought, yes, let's do it. (laughs) Mm. And then I'll I'll, I'll exhibit these results of my investigations, you know, from a purely kinesthetic performance um, approach. Um, And then it's there as an invitation for the viewer to kind of, unpack and interrogate that a bit a Mm. bit themselves
0: Mm. and your investigation um, resulted in a video that you made which is called untitled in brackets running and Mm. it is a tracking shot of yourself running through the landscape and traversing Mm. long distances just to clarify, was this video made directly in response to uh, exhibiting an invitation to exhibit in draw space, or was that idea one of your 68 years in in your notepad from before?
1: Oh, no. So the video is new. So I guess um, the video sort of stage two of my um, my working through this idea of drawing. So as a starting point, I, I was um, – I was doing a lot of still photography, and I went. I, I first initially I thought, how can I draw in the landscape? You know what? How will I enact this mark making? And I went and got some. I got. I thought I had to sort of scale up. I I, I wanted to kind of exaggerate this path of the body in the landscape. So I went and got some fabric. So I bought five metres of um, a heavy lycra fabric um, and I wanted black and they didn't have it. So I got this beautiful navy um, purplish lycra, which turned out to be a blessing because it, it worked really beautifully um, tonally in the photos. So I – Um, got the fabric tied it to my waist and on this beautiful um, soft sandy wetlands area um, here in sort of country Victoria I I started making these drawings in the landscape and walking around and documenting it Um, and I did this from about January to about March um, not the whole three months mm-hmm. but just from time to time and um would go and feel um when I had a pocket of time to do that and just playing it through and playing the feedback the weight of the fabric and mm. the the action it just something I just wanted to start running I just mm. it was the feedback was you just need to run you need to run with this fabric you need to movement Um, and so I just took that instinct and, um, started playing with the idea of running. And of course, then the wind picked up this fabric and, and it started showing me this, um, tension between wanting to stay somewhere and wanting to go, wanting escape, Mm -hmm. but being kind of, um, weighted down by the fabric. That's it. Yes. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so then the video came next, so the video was the second part and so um, I'm still kind of in that working out what it, unpacking it and working out where it sort of lands So, um, and Belinda and the team at Drawspace are fabulous, they're really, um, this gallery is really a space for experimentation and conversation. So yeah, I'm bringing up with me this video work which is um, only about a minute, uh, it's I, so I run through about six different locations and then I'll show it looped and we'll project it into the space. And because it's on that fantastic um, location, um, I really like it. the idea that we'll be playing it overnight. So people in the area mm. and driving past in their cars can, can see this woman running just forever, mm. you know, with no end point. She just runs and runs. And I think that's um yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see and then I'm bringing up um, five large photographs and a series of nine smaller ones um, to also um, present in the space um, which are those performance drawings originally where I was walking and carving the the drawings through the through the wetlands
0: mm. Euronice Radio eighty nine point seven FM. This is Arts Monday Sympoesis and we are in conversation with artist Tania Lou Smith talking about her latest work, Moving Freely, which will be showing at Draw Space Gallery in and more from this Thursday, 6th of July until 30th of July. So the work or the exhibition is titled Moving Freely. And yet, watching the video, which you kindly uh, let me have a look uh, at, I don't really get a sense of free movement. I get more (laughs) sense of wanting to escape. Um, Mm -hmm. So it rings more as a desire for free movement rather than a reality of that freedom.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I think uh, there's a theme throughout my whole practice of um escape and wanting to escape and performing escape acts and then sort of dropping back into a um a, a kind of alter reality or I mean the reality. Um so I think I don't know, it's just something that comes out through my workings and um I feel terrible because it's not um, (laughs) – I have a wonderful life, so it's not something psychological, Mm. um, you know, um, necessarily. But I think um, I'm just using it as a a symbolic way to talk about, you know, a a lot of – in a feminist way, you know, how women are kind of um, often held back or – Perform extra labor, you know or um, a disproportionate amount of care work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's um, that sort of comes out.
0: Mm. And mm. now that you mentioned disproportionate amount of care work, I'm uh, thinking about the essay that was written by Fiona Henderson to accompany mm-hmm. the Draw Space exhibition and mm. she points to the connection between this work and motherhood or themes of motherhood and in particular, mm. of course, your experience of juggling being a mother and being an artist. Um, mm. And she notes how the work speaks to the draining cycles of labor associated with motherhood. And mm. so we see you running in a way from those obligations or trying mm. to run away, but you never really get to any rest point.
1: The, mm. There is no
0: destination that you reach. So the running feels endless and pointless in some way, perhaps.
1: Mm. Yeah, and it's something I've always um, been really interested in my work that um, and you know the mm. Sisyphus myth of always kind of laboring but never never having that resolve running up pushing the boulder up the hill and then it the boulder rolls down to the bottom of the hill again, and you're pushing it up again, mm-hmm. so it's funny so i I actually um'm always sort of been interested in um domestic labor. I used to do a lot of video works with um ironing boards and toasters and just you know these kind of little funny absurdist gestures. But never really performed any care work myself in those days. And um, I had a child five years ago, but a beautiful five-year-old. And um, I'm also in that sort of part of my life where I've got an elderly parent who's um, now in care. But my family and I have been sort of doing a lot of care for her and then my child. So now I'm actually in the um, sort of that part of my life where I'm care doing a lot of care work. And um I just look at my younger self and think, Oh <laughs> you were you were you weren't even doing the praxis then, you weren't even doing it. Um but yeah, it is it's um you know, you it it is hard to, to do your art practice and be a parent and or a carer. Um, and I guess yeah, it just um Uh, maybe I was I was being a bit prescient when I was doing all that Sisyphus work because you know you do um think oh (laughs) there's a lot of repetition in care work um Mm -hmm. so yeah so I guess um all these things in your life sort of filter into your work um in in different ways Mm um yeah but I don't want to I you know um it's my sort of a part of my life now and Um, But hopefully I won't be kind of um, pursuing work about parenting, um, you know, always, (laughs) but it is a particular interest at the moment.
0: Yeah. And uh, in terms of how you speak about navigating being a parent and being an artist and in this particular work, in the way that work was made, you have navigated that. And I was wanting you to speak about the way the video was filmed, uh, where where your partner was behind the camera while also childminding. And in in a way, this process, which is, I guess, invisible to us, you Mm. know, watching the video, but knowing that this is how it was made is almost
1: a part of the work conceptually. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm... Because I, I've come from a sort of theatre performance background, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I love—I'm a great improviser. I love improvising, and there's a tension within my work of like resisting, um, you know, working with larger teams. Like I have this pull towards really sort of cinematic, filmic kind of setups, and you know, there's a temptation to kind of invest in working with a big crew and a team and planning. You know, filming some work, but the punk sort of guerrilla artist in me loves just sort of doing it as you go along and working it out as you go and feeling through it and being very um, impulsive about being able to make work. So I've kind of still honour that that impulse and drive around with my costume in the back of the car and <laughs> so um so yeah, we were sort of as my child's gotten older. Um, old ways of working where my partner and I would bring out the tripod and sort of the baby would sit there next to us while I could kind of play around in front of the camera and perform and film works. That sort of period of our lives is gone now with my little child running around. So we started the setup with the camera in the car and I actually ended up filming with an iPhone with a little bendy tripod on the side of the car Mm. so that my son could be in the back (laughs) in his car seat and my partner driving and then me running around, you know, in the locations with the car filming as it drove along. So it was kind of funny and we did amuse a few people in the area when we'd be filming. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> You're on Isla Radio 89.7 FM. Uh, this is Arts Monday Simpoesis and we are in conversation with artist Tania Lusmit and we are just talking about her latest work Moving Freely which opens the Draw Space Gallery in Enmore this Thursday 6th of July and uh, this uh, new space for contemporary drawing is close to the New Town Hub. Tania you just mentioned how you have a background in theatre performance and how you are a great improviser and Uh, I read uh, how you trained in performance under US composer and dancer Meredith Monk and I was very intrigued to know a bit more about that. Uh, Maybe you can tell listeners a bit more about who uh, Meredith Monk is and uh, how this training under her influences your work and your practice and your thinking.
1: Ah, what I know amazing. So Meredith Monk is a Composer and choreographer, and she is um, creates these beautiful. Oh, she's just got a, such a multidisciplinary career, but she's um, she sort of sits across um, genres, really. She collaborates with visual artists and she creates one woman performances where she sings and she uses extended vocal techniques. So, um, a lot of um, very avant-garde sounds and experimental compositions. Um, and she's also a Buddhist and a very um, disciplined artist. So she rehearses for hours a day. I think she's in her 80s or 90s now. And um, I, I'm not a Buddhist, <laughs> but I'm, you know, as a performer, I'm a bit woo. I love um you know, instructions or kind of Buddhist quans. And I loved the idea that um, I heard of that Buddhists do a yes let's, to saying yes let's to everything. And, um, you know, that's a big improvisational thing as well, yes let's. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to, in my head, I thought, I'm going to have a year of yes let's. Mm-hmm. And um, my partner and I had um, booked in a trip to New York. And I just looked up Meredith Monk because I knew she was in New York and she was running some training at a Buddhist retreat um, in the mountains in New York. And this was my yes, let's moment. So I, um, I signed up to that and, yeah, it was fabulous. We just spent, um, you know, not even a week um, just engaging in performance training and exercises with her and then were treated to the most beautiful um, concert in the Buddhist temple at night from Meredith. So mm. um, it was really beautiful. It was, um, it we, we had to live the monastic life. So we had to get up at, 4am and meditate for several hours and most of the day was in meditation practice so even the food preparation and things was um you know a meditation everything was done in silence and so you had this built up um pent up kind of willing wanting to to speak and talk and and communicate with your voice and then that would all get funneled into the workshop time during the day mm-hmm. so yeah it was really wonderful. I think um, um, yeah, she she just sort of taught us to, to be um, very instinctual and um, to really um, to kind of play with and develop and nurture that essential voice. Mm.
0: Mm. And do you find time and space? in your life nowadays and in your practice to incorporate some of those meditation
1: moments? Um, yeah, I think, um, I think it's just it, any time um, I do. I don't do as much kind of theoretical reading. I used to kind of really um, dive into a lot of, you know, um, philosophical texts and really try and, you um, I you, I went on a big psychoanalytic kick with my practice for a while and I really um yeah but I'm sort of um I've sort of more just giving myself space at the moment to just sort of work in a real feeling space and so um, yeah any kind of anything at home can be a, a meditation practice and, and nurturing that inner voice you know even I love doing the difference into the radio and that's my tune out moment, which sounds pretty sad but no no
0: it's you know. yeah, I, I get it <laughs> <laughs> well do yeah. I hope nobody's tuning out right now uh, you're on the Radio uh, this is Arts Monday, Sympoesis and we are in conversation with nam based artist Tania Lu smith whose uh, latest work, Moving Freely, is showing at Drawspace Gallery in Enmore here in Sydney from a Thursday, 6th of July. Tania, will you be coming down to Sydney for
1: that? Yes, absolutely. So I'm in the flurry of logistics planning at the moment, um, hopping on the plane on Wednesday, installing Wednesday and Thursday and then the opening will be Thursday night so please um your listeners please come along and um and yes help us contribute to this conversation about drawing and and what, what what are the bounds of drawing? Will we find it? <laughs> have I transgressed them? <laughs> mm,
0: well, yeah, I think it already has expanded our mind. Just thinking about movement and the marks that we leave as we move through mm. with our feet, even uh, if you know you have created this extra fabric to kind of point to this uh, mark making. But of course, mm. our feet on sand especially leave marks, but also they live marks invisible marks and more concrete terrains, I suppose as well mm and yeah and
1: I was really thinking um you know about uh, pushing my, the pram around the neighborhood like I was just really conscious of um mm. how much like ground i was covering as i'm walking around with this pram and then you know my child would fall asleep in the back of the car so i'd just do a few loops of the neighborhood um and then for us in nam we were in lockdowns for so long and um and then the government was telling us we had these five kilometer limits so you'd kind of walk the bounds of your five kilometers so yeah i think in the past few years all that thinking about you know mark making and 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 marching around, walking around, carving out space, you know, in the landscape, I think um, that all sort of filtered into this show in some way.
0: Mm. I was also contemplating in terms of Mark making the – environmental impact that we have on the Mm. environment just Mm. by breathing and moving and existing and in Mm. some ways a mark is an impact or an imprint Um, Mm. so yeah i was thinking about this metaphor of the trace that we leave on environment
1: just by being in it I know, and if you imagine, if you visualise that, wouldn't that be interesting? If Mm -hmm. we all had our our impact on the um, environment was something that you could see, you know, tangibly. Mm. Yeah, Mm.
0: yeah. I wonder if we would care more, or still be as oblivious as we are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know you think of all the billionaires and. travel and private jets and cruise ships and yeah so it's nice to bring it back to the feet and just Mm. the single self and yeah Mm. yeah well tanya
0: thank you so much for taking time this morning to speak to us um And we look forward, well, I look forward to seeing uh, your work at Drawspace in Enmore from this Thursday, 6th of July. Will there be any um, art talks or anything beside the opening
1: we should know about? Um, So besides the opening, we're hoping to have a, we'll probably have an artist talk on this Saturday. So if you keep an eye on the Drawspace Instagram and website, their website is drawspace.org. And... The Instagram, I think, is Drawspace Sydney. It's beautiful yellow um, logo. You'll be able to pick it out. Um, we'll have all the details up there. But I want to say thank you, to to the wonderful Drawspace team, so Belinda Yee, Melinda Hunt and all the founders, um, and to Fiona Henderson for the beautiful essay um, that she wrote on the Drawspace website. Um, it's just been lovely to, um, to have this new gallery open, and I think um, – You know, it's exciting. It's almost like a a manifesto that they've put out there. So, um, yeah, I think everyone should keep an eye on it and support it and come along if they can.
0: Absolutely, so for more information as uh, Tania Lusmi just mentioned you can head to drawspace.org so Drawspace is a newish gallery in more. this is uh, their second show ever and they are dedicated to expanding the notion of what drawing is and could be and they're certainly doing this uh, with the new exhibition opening this Thursday 6th of July which is called Moving Freely and it is by our today's guest Tanya Lou Smith, and it looks at uh, how we can think of movement as a form of drawing. You are on ESAD Radio 89.7 FM. Still run, still